0: And welcome to the Boys in the Golden Throne T 53rd Annual Royal Flush Audio Players Pack.
1: Update, update, update.
0: Is it an update? This is the first time we're doing it, so...
1: Well, I mean, we've had T episodes okay. around the flush. I'm just busting balls. I'm
0: just... So you got you got yeah. AJ and and John here. We're uh, we're just gonna do a, a little audio players pack. So we're gonna run through the specific to the event. We're not gonna go talk about hobby progress or any of that fun stuff. Just talking about the Royal Flush. So Lust
1: your ears.
0: When is it? It is September eighth and ninth at uh, the Royal Legion um, Branch number two ninety two on Gorge Road, Victoria, BC. And uh, we've got 28 players signed up. We do have two more spots, so maybe we'll have a sold-out crowd. Damn we right. did have 30, but a couple guys did have to bail due to life. So. When you
1: fuckers hear the prize support that we have, I feel like we're going we to automatically We're going to dip have. in. And we're oh, gonna, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're oh, going to yeah. get We're going to get into it. So you people are going to hear this prize support, and you're going to want to fucking fly down to... Victoria, from wherever you're, you know, if you're living in Bangladesh, or which I imagine is where most of our listeners are from, probably. Bangladesh. Yes, they're all gonna hop on flights for sure. Absolutely, It's gonna, it's gonna happen. Yeah, I can't wait.
0: We're huge in Bangladesh. <laughs> can't wait till Teo goes. He's gonna just be like swarmed. Right becomes, at home. Just becomes a guru.
1: He's got like a compound, and he's gonna have to take up yoga or something to become like a really you know flexible guru.
0: I don't think he needs to take yoga. He's just like Teo's inner spirit is like a guru at heart anyway. So he, he, he'll be set.
1: Look, I'd agree with that, but I'm just saying he could be at least 15% more guru if he was more flexible. And yoga will do that for him. <laughs> right. so we,
0: So uh, what, what are we going to do this episode? We're going to talk about uh, the narrative, which, which we have a special guest for. Damn right. We are going to talk about the prize sport, as John alluded to before. Fuck we're, yeah. We're going to talk about uh, our progression charts we have many different progression charts we're going to talk about the scoring how the the event is going to run we're going to get all into it so i'm gonna blow your fucking minds i'd love your input that you're giving right now john this is great so our special guest we are going to kick it over to the powerful jp from the age of darkness podcast who uh we teamed up and he helped us out with the narrative. I I hooked this up. I'm so jacked about this. It's it's awesome. So, kick it away, JP.
2: System. Paul Skiff. Region. Southeast quadrant of the 13 realms near the Maelstrom. Background The Polskiv system for centuries has been seen in the eye of the Imperial Court as little more than a backwater, a loyal system, but no more than a footnote in the grand events of the Great Crusade. However, due to the horrible crimes committed by the Primarch Lorgar and his sinister word bearers, the consequent creation of the Maelstrom has caused the Polskiv system to be thrust onto center stage in the ongoing saga of the heresy. The Paulskiv system was settled back during the Great Expanse due to its high concentration of resources situated on a moon surrounding two gas giants in the system's centre as well as two habitable planets in the Goldilocks zone. While the Forge world orbiting the innermost gas giant is seen as the heart of the system, the administrative core remains a hive world nearer the star, the only other habitable planet being an agri-world tasked with feeding the billions of Imperial citizens and Mechanicum subjects that populate the system. While being a somewhat isolated system, it lies within a stable warp route, and with its abundant resources, it has been considered ideal for settlement. While losing contact with Terra during the long horror of Old Night, the Polskiv system did not fall into disarray like so many other isolated colonies due to the arms manufactured on its forge world and the heavy guidance or oppression of its Mechanicum overlords. Due to this, the system was able to stave off attacks from Orc and Eldar Raiders. With the Age of Strife falling into history and the birth of the Imperium, it was only a matter of time until the Polskiv system was rediscovered and brought under the rule of the Emperor. In the third decade of the Great Crusade, Rogue Trader Sevior Bomquin's fleet detected signals coming from the system and informed his Imperial overlords, who would dispatch the Iron Tenth to bring the system into compliance. Less than six months after detection, the system was under Imperial rule, with the Forge World and Inner World capitulating without a shot fired, although some minor fighting took place in the outer agri-world who saw in this an opportunity to break from the oppressive rule of the Mechanicum. They quickly learned this was a dreadful mistake at the cost of the lives of a quarter of the population. With the birth of the Maelstrom to the galactic northwest, the Pulskiv system's warp route is now one of the only stable paths into the Thirteen Realms, making it a hotbed for activity. Furthermore, due to the unexplained gravitational pull of the region, a part of the maelstrom has been drawn in and becalmed, making a swirl of warp energy which has been dubbed the Royal Flush. Now, traitor and loyalist alike must fight for control of this vital system. Let the Royal Flush begin.
0: Thank you, JP. Man, that was awesome. I'm so, so stoked to have one of those. Thank you, JP, for doing that. That was We amazing. actually
1: listened to it at the same time as you did, so we could get extra pumped up. So, yeah. Well, you know, you can tell by my voice. And... Yeah, you're just <laughs> so pumped right now, John. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yes, there we have it. We're The battles are taking place in the Ploskov system. So, we are going to have uh, Traitor versus Loyalist uh, equal sides on either – Equal teams on either side, I should say. Um, So, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to run through a little bit of what the actual how the event's going to take place, how it's going to run. We'll get into a little bit of detail here about, uh, you know, some of the progression charts and things like that. Mm -hmm. But um, but let's let's start off with the schedule. So um, day one, we're going to kick it off at nine o'clock. Nine o'clock to nine thirty is going to be registration. Um, If anyone is arriving with any of our citizen-soldiers, if they can arrive at around 8 o'clock to set up their tables, uh, we are going to have some set up on Friday night. So um, if uh, you're able to come and join us for that, that'd be awesome. Uh, But if you can't do it and are going to set up on Saturday, if you could please come on uh, Saturday at 8. So... The narrative, once we have everyone uh, set up and registered, we're going to play the narrative again from lovely JP and kind of just do um, the kickoff of the event. So we'll run through wh- how things are going to run, how we're going to do matchups, and um, you know where I'm going to be situated, who you're going to ask for, uh, for rules, questions, things like that. So we'll go over that until 10, and then our first round is going to start at 10 o'clock, and you'll have till 1230 then we're going to break for lunch, and before you leave for lunch, we're going to get everyone to set up their armies so that we can do the the paint uh, the judging for the for uh, the the best armies painted armies. Can't speak right now. Um, so the way that we're going to be doing that is basically as part of your player pack, you're going to have a section to fill out for your best painted votes, and we're going to have the best painted loyalist and best runner-up loyalist and then vote for best trader and best runner-up out of all of these votes whoever gets the most votes uh, just period is going to win the best overall painted and then the next person down would get then, you know, best painted loyalist. And whoever has the most points for the loyalist would get the best painted loyalist. Same thing for the traders. So that's we're gonna how we're going to be doing that. And that's going to be all the voting will be done over lunch. So if you're going to leave to go and grab something and we do have a couple things around, we've got good old tim hortons for all of you uh guys from the states coming up you can go over and get your double double you
1: genuine canadian cuisine exactly
0: there's a pizza place there's a subway those are all the places immediately but if you are going to go out for lunch you need to make sure that you leave enough time to do your paint judging um and and record your take a look at all the different armies out there and record your votes in your players pack um, so then the round two is going to kick off at one thirty and go till four and then four till six thirty, And then, then we'll break. And then at that point, it's a good point to bring up, uh, the bot GT social. So we're putting on a social event that night, which is going to be happening at the canoe club. John, maybe I'll kick it over to you cause you've been taking point on, uh, on this thing. So, Oh, I'm I'm putting you on the spot, and now you're pulling up info. So um. yeah, I
1: just I just want to check really quick to make sure that uh, I have the right time that it's uh, planned for. Um, but yeah, so we've got an after event here um, called the uh, Bot GT Social. Um, it is basically we made a Facebook page for it. Uh, most people have RSVP'd to it already. Um, It's uh, at Canoe Brew Brew Pub in Victoria. It's a really good pub. Um, It's great. So we have a section. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I've set up a a reservation for twenty people. Uh, We have a section of the club to ourselves. It's the basically the pool room. Uh, It's it's a gorgeous building. It's actually really cool that we get a whole section to ourselves. Uh, There's a bar on the one side. We're gonna have seating for twenty people. 20 people have confirmed on the Facebook page that they're coming. Um, basically, there's going to be a large group menu. Um, there Which we posted in the which event. We, which we so posted in the event thing, here. so you can check that out. Yep. Uh, there will be an 18% gratuity fee on top of that, just so you guys know. That's essentially your tip. Um, that's just for the... Uh, dealing with us. Dealing against. with us assholes all <laughs> night. They, and I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, that's totally um, fair. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that'll be starting I believe I have it um, set up for seven seven o'clock, 7 o'clock. Yeah. yeah so um, you know it might it might might end up being that we have to uh, be there maybe a little bit closer to 7 15 7 30, or some people may have to show up a little bit closer to that but uh, whatever works but yeah so we have 20 20 seats um, if are there are extras if other people show you know come to the event and you decide you want to come out for some drinks and get her gone um, you're totally welcome to try, and I'm pretty sure you'll be able, it'll be fine. You just go to the front you ask for uh, bot Gt or uh, sorry sorry uh, boys in the, the golden Throne. Throne. <laughs> uh, they'll direct you to where you got to go, and I think for any extras in my understanding is that you'll just have to probably stand
2: yeah we we'll, um, we'll see
0: what happens, but that's the, you know that's the information at uh four fifty Swift Street in Victoria, like you said we've got a Facebook page so go to the Boys in the Golden Throne called the bocce t-social that's going down on saturday night so come out for some good drinks and some food and hang out with some idiots and get and,
1: rambunctious and yeah. yeah
0: you know so then sunday 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 uh we are meeting back at the legion for 9:30, and uh from 9:30 to 10 we will just be doing the narrative update so we'll update on everyone on what happened towards the end of the day of uh, day one how that's affected the narrative uh and then you know, send you off into round four. So round four will go from 10 to 12:30. We'll then again have another hour-long lunch break for uh, for lunch, <laughs> and then round five will be from 4:30 to, or sorry, 1:30 to 4. At that point we'll do the awards from 4 o'clock to 4:30. So we'll, there'll be a little bit of run around for me, contabulating everything, and then we will give out the prizes. So uh that's a quick rundown on the schedule all of this is going to be in the players pack which we are going to be dropping the day that this goes live so you can go to the it will be posted in the event it will also be posted up on the bot or boys of the golden throne facebook i I sometimes hate that we have the bot t because i flip back and forth when i'm talking about social media and probably sending me there is no bot t facebook yeah you're right it's the boys of the golden Throne. my bad so uh, let's talk about army selection. So, for this event, you can have, you need to bring three different lists. And within these three different kinds of lists, you can, if you want, bring three versions of that list.
1: So, three, three separate, separate lists that are within the same faction, i.e., trader or loyalist. Yeah. Um, they have to match the same points costs. Obviously, they all have to be within um, standard force organization limitations. Um, but yeah, so if you're coming and you want to play, uh, Night Lords and Sons of Horus, um, which I don't know why you'd ever want to play the Night Lords over the Sons of Horus, but, um, you can totally do that. And that, yeah, three different styles of lists on top of that.
0: So the three different styles of lists are a 3000 point list for your big games. Then we need a 2000 point list for Centurion games and then a 1500 point Zone Mortalis list. And that needs to be the combative force organization. So like John said, out of each one of those, you can bring up to three different lists within each one of those subcategories. But they have to stay either within Loyalist or Traitor. So the way that this is going to work is basically we're going to have almost open gaming. So you can just go up, you know, we're going to, Obviously, if there's some newer people that like to play, you know, newer people to the game and are just getting into it, we will, you know, throw hands up for those kinds of games. But basically, we're just going to have, um, we're going to have three rows of tables. Let's, this goes kind of back to the narrative. So, we the narrative is taking place on three separate planets. So, we've got the Forge world, in the in, which is in the middle of the system, and then we've got the administrative world, which is in the interior um planet and then an exterior planet which is an agri world so the way that it's going to work we're going to have three rows and each one of those rows is going to represent one of these tables we as we were painting just before we recorded this we've got some of the planetary empire tiles so we have each tile is going to represent one of the tables and that's just going to give us kind of a visualization of what you're fighting over and for each one of these tables, we're going to have these controller cards. And so half of the card says Loyalist Controlled. The other half is Traitor Controlled. So at the beginning of the game, the on the on we're not going to have any flags. We're going to have all these different flags for the Planetary Empires sets. We're going to have red flags for traders and gold flags for Loyalists. So at the beginning of the, of the event, there's going to be no flags on anything. After the first game, if you, let's say the Traders won on a table, then they're going to put a red flag down on that table. If, they, if, if there was a tie, then no flag. But let's just say the Traders, we put a flag down. And then the next game, let's say the Loyalists win. Well, then we would take that flag off. For the loyalists to put their flag down, they'd need to win two games in a row, basically. So we're going to use this as a way. To... So
1: yeah. So if a table is contested, or if yeah, if a table is contested, at, i.e., a trader one and then a loyalist one, it's obviously not under one of the others' control. It's it's being contested. Um, the forces that were on that have both taken heavy losses. So there, in that case, there'll there will be no flag. Yeah.
0: So it's just a way for us to add to the narrative to help you know visualize Visualize, what's going on throughout the event so one of the things that's going to be up to you as a player is that with these cards at the end of the the game you know if you're the loyalist okay i'm going to get the card i'm going to flip it and put it under the mat so just the loyalist part shows up and this and i'm going to keep track of it as well but it will just help you know visualize it then you can go over to at the end of each row we're going to have the or we're not exactly sure exactly it might be in the middle of the row or whatever, but we'll have the um, the tiles set up, and you can update those tiles. We'll have some extra. Yeah, after and the
1: games, like we might write it. We might just mention it to you guys. We might also uh, we don't know yet for sure, but we may also write it in uh, each each player's individual player pack. Something to just remind them at the end of their game. Go um, go change your tile. Yes. just because it's less for us to manage them.
0: Yeah. Um. So uh, that's kind of gonna be how we integrate the the tiles and like add to the narrative. But let's like now get back to we've talked about the army selection. So now we'll talk about the FAQs. So we have had the recent FAQ drop from Forge World. We yep. are gonna be using that. And before we had talked about having our you know special FAQ on top of the Varangian Heresy we're now going to drop that and it we're just going to be using the FAQ from Ford World. that's going to be our primary FAQ and then if there's anything that's not covered by that FAQ then we will go to the Varangian Heresy FAQ.
1: Yeah, there are certain aspects of the Varangian Heresy uh, FAQ that will not be applicable to this and it, it, it it's not the, it's not perfect like we understand that it might be a little slightly convoluted. There are just aspects of the Varangian Heresy FAQ that our group, um, I think, especially me and AJ, we prefer uh, those rulings over the standard um, rulebook rulings. Well, and it's also,
0: you were comparing, what, a 20-page document to a 4-page document. So, you know, they're just covering more specific questions more than the, the Forge World one. And then on top of that, for our special rules, um, there are no Primarchs or special characters. So we're really focusing on you kind of bringing your own special character, a Praetor or an Archmagos that, you know, you've built yourself and have a little bit of fluff behind them.
1: Yeah. It's a bonus. Say if you, if you name them or if you write some fluff, like uh, I have my Archmagos Mermadax, yep. I've, I've done up a whole fluff thing. I'm going to print off a thing that's going to go down when I put my army for paint, painting judging. Um Hey, that's a bonus, man. Like uh, to all you guys making generic doors and stuff. Start thinking of some fucking cool stuff they could have done, and, and write it down. Yeah, and then
0: throughout the course of the event, you know, you can
1: add that to exactly.
0: their history, and especially with our, which we'll get to in a bit, our unit progression charts. You know, mm-hmm. it's all about kind of leaning towards putting that on uh, on a character. So um, let's talk about some prizes. Oh yeah. So we have asked. We have the citizen soldiers. We're very grateful. We wouldn't be putting on a you know a thirty-person event without other people out there helping us with boards because I cannot bring any more train home or I will no longer have a wife. So, um, our you know we're, we'll start off with the citizen soldiers award. So we have the citizen soldier award, which is gone is going to go to the person that brings what's voted as the best table. Um, I should mention that that, that voting is going to, I should have mentioned this in the, in the schedule part, but that's going to take place during the lunch on day two. So you'll be voting for that in lunch of day two. But for these awards, we are going to award these gentlemen that bring tables with a large terrain kit. For the main Citizen Soldier.
1: This is one of the only things we don't actually that have. That we don't yet. actually have <laughs> so, in our hands, yes, but we know what we're going to Something get. fancy that involves terrain. Like
0: maybe one of these new fancy uh, big kits for the the new city terrain or some Sector Metall- Mechanicus stuff is yes. what we're thinking about. And then so we'll have a smaller terrain kit for the runner-up. So yep. those are uh, the first two Citizen Soldier awards. Um, the next we'll talk about is the overall best painted, and then we have best painted trader and best painted loyalist. So we talked about this before with how the, in the schedule that you're, as part of your player pack, you have a little section to fill out for the best, you have best painted trader, best painted uh, loyalist, and runner up for each. So we will take all those scores, and from that we will figure out whoever has the most will get the best painted, and then the net, whoever has the mo, the, that person will be taken out of the running for the Best Painted Loyalist Trader, and then whoever has the most points under that person will then get those awards. Um, the other thing that players need to vote for before they turn in their players' packs at the end of the weekend is for the Best Sportsman. So you're going to vote for two people, that your favorite game and your second favorite game, and we have one for uh, Best Sportsman Trader and Best Sportsman Loyalist. So, oh, we for I haven't been talking about prizes. No, <laughs> so, so. <laughs> let's revert, So, the best pa- painted prize is sponsored specifically from Cromlec. So, Cromlec is supplying us with a 40 euros uh, 40 euro gift certificate and we are also throwing into that a sponsored by as well. It's sponsored by them and we are also throwing into that prize um a ticket for this year's kippers so 60
1: dollar value i think 60
0: dollar value this, this so is a
1: pretty insane prize pretty
0: pretty great it's prize um prize. obviously if you're coming from out of town and it's in no ways can you make that happen then you can talk to us and we can you, we will have something else for you but um jen was very gracious and donated that and we thought that it it's a it would be a really good thing to go to uh you we want
1: to see you see you yeah we just
0: wanted that army to come to kippers and Mm -hmm. show up and look sexy at another event so for our best painted trader loyalist and best sportsman trader and loyalist we john and i are very stoked about this i think we can do a little drum roll on this each one of these people will be receiving a gift certificate to forge world for 75 canadian dollars So we're really stoked on this. We're really stoked to be like pushing, you know, promoting and actually have Forge World to supply as prize support. You know, the best painted uh, awards and the best sportsman awards are like the things that really mean a lot to us and really drive at this, you know, what we want to get out of this scene. So uh, those are big prizes for us. We're really stoked about being able to offer those uh, and i think whoever walks away with that is going to be pretty uh, pretty, pretty happy
1: and then here's the thing man uh four-year-old right now in canada uh since they've done their store changeover they have um free shipping on orders 150 dollars and over and so. obviously we all know that that goes quite quickly yeah but, um, <laughs> well you're, you're halfway there right towards that man you're yeah. halfway there
0: um, and then so finally, for our, our last prize here, we have the Golden Plunger.
1: Well, for our last conventional prize.
0: Conventional prize, we should say, yes. The Golden Plunger. And uh, for the Golden Plunger...
1: We have a Golden Plunger. We have a Golden <laughs>
0: Plunger. And you will also be receiving six dice from the 30K channel. Um, I know they're hot. I've I used them on in a couple games just to check them out, make sure they're good. They're quite good. So, uh, you know, that's going to go to... Whoever comes in the, bi- the bottom of the pile, you know, maybe didn't work out so well with the list that they brought or lists and, you know, just came up with the, the least amount of points. I
1: think that'll be in a, and we'll probably remove um, uh, the uh, sportsmanship from that just in the, the interest of, of, you know. <laughs> what do you mean? Rude? I mean I, I mean um, the lowest on the on the spectrum probably shouldn't be factoring in sportsmanship. No 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 it's just just game points. Yeah, exactly. Whoever
0: yeah. came in the, the bottom of game points receives the golden plunger. So on top of that, we've we've got more prizes. So
2: More prizes More prizes.
0: So once once we give out these, we're basically we we've got a bunch of other prizes from uh, some of our wonderful sponsors, and we are just gonna basically do a draw. Maybe give each one of you guys a number, roll a d, you know. So D20. those those who
1: haven't won. Um those who haven't won something already will will have an increased chance yeah so i think i don't think we need to go into the exact specifics on those prizes because no. we don't necessarily have them exactly nailed down but what i can say is that we will have more than half the people who are showing up will be getting a prize oh i think i think everyone
0: swag. is going to walk away with prize you know we've got enough factor to factor and swag to yeah
1: factoring in swag swag
0: um so you know it might be only a sticker that you're walking away with but you're hey you're walking away with something so um let's talk about speaking of swag let's talk about the stuff that everyone's getting when they come in the door so everyone that comes in is going to get a dog tag for the event so this dog tag is going to have a special ability on, on the dog tag and we have one for all of the typical like one for, specifically for trader and one specifically for loyalist so when you register at the event you're going to get a dog tag you're going to get your player's pack you're also going to get six bot gt exclusive dice which i which i'm very stoked toilet for, for a six toilets on the six we were
1: tempted to do the one but then we figured that No was it was monsters. the two man it was the oh, two Yeah, the two. That's yeah right. come on That'd be monstrous. But then we would just,
0: like, that would mess with people too much, and they'd think they'd get sixes, and then we'd be like, ha no, you didn't, sucker. Um, so you're going to be getting um, the dice, the dog tags, and your player's pack once you walk in the door. We might have some other swag as well as door prizes, uh, so stay tuned for registration on that one (laughs) um with the dog tags i should say you can bring your dog tags from previous events and with um those dog tags you can use up to two of any dog tag in a particular game but you can never use or sorry you can use up to three in a game But you can never have more than one additional additional dog tag as your opponent. So
1: if your dog tag has no, sorry, if your opponent has, well, they'll obviously have one dog tag. You can use two. You can use two. If they have six, you can use three.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Um, And then we also have a bunch of, um, we do have like a limited number of dog tags from previous events. And we are going to have those on sale for $5 to support our local charity. And five dollars from every ticket from the Botchiti Royal Flush event is going to be going
1: to Crohn's Colitis BC. Here we go. Um, close to me, I'm pretty happy that we're able to, to do this. I think it's it's a really cool way of uh, of taking uh, something that's as positive as our little community that we've got going and the the fun that comes along with that, and sort of, you know, throwing some of the uh, extras along to a positive uh, cause for for uh, Crohn's Colitis uh, research.
0: I'm pretty stoked about it, Um, like it's definitely, you know, tip of the hat to the Varangian Heresy, definitely the people that made me want to get into, you know, adding in a charity component to our event, so um, definitely stoked about it, and uh, this will be a factor in all of our events moving forward. So, yeah, we're gonna have uh, dog tags for for sale, so if you missed an an event and you want to pick up a couple other dog tags, all that money is going into the local charity uh, that we are supporting so uh let's talk a little bit about scoring so for scoring oh i switched over i'm in my old document now so bad all right so for scoring uh if you lose a game you get zero event points if you tie a game you get one event point if you win a game
1: you get two event points if you table your opponent you get three event points so something that i think we should mention with this is this is largely narratively driven it's not necessarily as competitively driven as it sounds the yeah. tabling of your opponent was something that me and HA sort of had a discussion about but it just seemed like it fit the narrative that if you destroy an enemy's forces entirely that it should add to the campaign yeah
0: and really with the way that we're doing prizes like our you know our overall best trader and loyalists like yeah you might if you win all your games you table your opponent every single time well, your your sports if, your sportsman's probably not going to be great, and well, you need yeah, to have a, a, really a really good, good painted army. So we feel like with uh, the painting and the sportsman factor that this kind of balances this out. And I'm not too worried about people coming and just oh, I'm here to beat face. You're like you're probably not going to get a player. get a prize if that's the case. You'll be walking away with the sticker. Um, so next. Let's talk about progression charts, John. Mm-hmm. So this is your puppy. Yes. You know you're you're super passionate about this. So I think I'm going to kick this over to you to chat about. Yeah.
1: So with the progression charts, um, I mean it's a it's a fairly simplistic thing. We I've looked at a number of progression charts um, from the Forge World books to uh, some other events, and um, I generally find that i don't necessarily enjoy their their random nature so i've written my own for this event here and um so at the end of each round um a unit that was used in the previous round it it does it has it it doesn't necessarily need to survive the last round it just needs to be a unit that was used in the last round part of the reason why we uh, say that is because we think that for instance the dreadnought chart would not get used very much if it was uh it had to survive an entire round for it's just it's just for gameplay utility anyways so essentially you're going to have an independent character progression table you're going to have an inf- infantry progression table and you're going to have a dreadnought progression table which i'm personally very excited about because i think uh, dreadnoughts are characters themselves so um I'm not going to go on the exact uh, details of all of that, but what I well, will can, what, what I will out, say, I'll, I'll the, get...
0: the player pack is for download now, so you, oh, okay, there you go, they'll be able to check them out. Yeah. Um, but and,
1: yeah, and just some really quick quick note is sort of in the the thought process of these charts is uh, the independent character uh, charts. You know, it's affecting one character. We don't have primarchs in this in this game. We don't have special yeah. characters. You're not going to have Scoria running around. You're not going to have um, uh, Valdor running around. We want powerful upgrades for characters. Characters are independent; they should be playing a more powerful role. Um, so we have some pretty big, big upgrades for them. Uh, as for infantry, um, in past events we've maybe gone a little <laughs> heavy, <laughs> heavy-handed <laughs> on the infantry, and uh, something—it was something that I had sort of assumed to begin with, but I just wanted to sort of see how it rolled before we made a real decision on it. If you have big sweeping changes to infantry. Uh, units, it's not the same as having an increased uh, character statistic because you're times 20. So these are much less uh, powerful um, individually, but in a group sort of, you know, if you have a tactical squad that, for instance, has a plus one weapon skill or ballistic skill, uh, a weapon, the ballistic skill five, 20 uh, man infantry squad is uh, going nice. to be pretty decent pretty, for you. Pretty good, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and then we have the Dreadnought progression pl- table, which uh, is just awesome. Uh, yeah, you're give the you a most couple examples. <laughs> you get a, you know, you could, for instance, uh, the best thing I think is you could get a plus one your Invulnerable save. Uh, you could end up with something like rage. You could end up with something like to a max of three two, on that Invulnerable. Save. To okay. a maximum of three plus on the Invulnerable for save. Yeah, can you're can not going to have no Telemons with a two plus Invulnerable against blasts. Um, and then you've got uh, something like counterattack, which is again great, right? You've got a dreadnought. He's a uh, he's a he's a character. He's fought through the campaign. He's hate, he's you know, he's a loyalist or a traitor, and he wants to rip through these his hated foe. Well, why not countercharge them and then rip their faces off? Right. So we should with the uh, with all of
0: the scoring and the um. Character progression. Part of your your player pack, you're gonna have sheets on the back of it, um, and you're gonna basically as the day progresses, you're gonna fill these out. Which makes a note for myself. I should grab some pencils <laughs> to bring so people have them. That was a problem last time. Um, so you're gonna fill this out as the day happens, basically, so you can keep track of it. I'm gonna have a folder at the fr- at my little desk <laughs> at our podcasting station where at the end of day one, if you don't wanna take it home we can throw it in there and it will be there for the next day
1: and with all this stuff uh, because of the multiple lists thing just use your head um you're not you're not coming in and you and and you know if you have if you have a night lord's list with a contempt or dreadnought and you have a, a again sons of horus list with a contempt or dreadnought you're not going to pass those uh, upgrades on to a generic dreadnought it is we're, we're, we're playing this for the fluff so keep you know keep in mind what the unit is if you're playing a future list that doesn't have that unit in it yeah, well, it's not it gonna get the where upgrades yeah, yeah
0: exactly um so let's talk about points of interest so on every single we we're pretty stoked big shout out to ashton in our group who just got a 3d printer on every single table there will be a golden toilet objective marker and this will represent the bot GT point of interest. So basically, it's an additional objective that has nothing to do with any of it. Basically, you could look at it as an, an additional mission to every mission that you're playing.
1: Yeah, it's not affecting any of your overall uh, points or anything, nope. but what it is doing is it's a potentially unlocking you some pretty crazy uh, allies and/or relics.
0: So, yes, at the end of the. the the round if or the end of the game if you have control of that objective marker you roll a d3 on a one nothing happens on a two
1: you the, get a well, relic uh, one thing i'll say is y- this is something you should probably approach the to and roll in front of because yeah. there's going to be certain things here that are going to change based on availability right so sorry is-
0: i i missed that that he's in the player pack um so a two you get a relic and a three you get a new unit so for the relics we are running i believe it's the all the relics from book four
1: john yeah so the relics from book four um basically it, you're gonna have things like so i'll just actually just go over the relic chart specifically right now so um we're gonna have a copy of book four too if you don't uh if you don't um, so you can actually see what these relics do, but, uh, on a relic chart, it's going to be a D six. Uh, you know, number one is a warp shunt field generator. Number two is a void shield harness. Number three is a na- uh, nanite, a nanite blaster. Yep. Number four is a cloaking array. Number five is a co- combat augment array. And then number six is a, which I generally think is probably the most exciting one is uh, for most people, just in terms of uh, theme is a uh, legion slash force specific relic. Um, mm-hmm. So this will then on, for, for most of you, this will just mean that you get your your uh, Legion-specific relic. Um, in the cases of uh, Solar Auxilia and such, there may be more than one relic. You know, look look at the relics if there's two. roll of, You know, a yeah. one, two, three, you get those, exactly. four, five, six, you get that. And all that is done
0: in front of the EO as well. So, yeah, we'll have all this information at the front, and then you can write down uh the relic into yeah. your player pack and go from there um so the next is adding a unit so basically you're getting either an ally of the emperor or an ally of the war master so you roll a d6 and out of that you're either going to get one assassin of we've got the four different types of assassins and then we also have regular castellax uh or um Thalax as well so they're just going to be stock
1: standard guys, um, but um, they're going to be WYSIWYG, So whatever's on the model is what you're is what you're getting. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, this this is going to be one that realistically uh, we may run into things where we run out of certain models and yep. may just be come down to availability. But uh, and and if we run out of models altogether on some off chance, uh, then you just get a relic. It's sort of written to be intuitive and smart that way. So no one's getting left out. Uh, something we should also be really clear about with all this stuff is you're getting a max of one of each of these. Yeah. So if you've you know claimed a uh, toilet bowl for yourself uh, twice, that's pretty pretty much it. Um, if if you roll uh, is if you were to claim two toilet bowls um, and you were to roll on uh, the relic chart twice, um, you would just default over to the uh, allies chart at that point. I yep. think that's pretty, pretty, pretty self-explanatory.
0: Yeah, and um, another thing, just with the the additional unit, basically that unit then goes into your army. You get it, uh, and you know, you basically go, go up in, in points, add it to
1: your army list until it dies. Yeah,
0: and in and basically, once it's dead, it's dead. If you still have, let's say, you get a unit of three th- Thalax um and they're bumping around and one guy survives so well, then you still get the squad at the end the next game if it dies if the all three are die, die then you, you return lost. it to the table you, you yeah, to you the return, exactly so um yeah basically that is uh most of the rundown we've got like i said we're gonna at the back of the players pack there is going to be um a, a section for tracking your points of interest for tracking your progression so you get a four points of interest potentially per game four rolls on the progression chart and you got a little space for some notes of you know writing hey i might want to vote for this guy for you know sportsman or you know you just need to want to write down what one of the relics does there's a space for that um and then we have two score sheets so we have a score sheet for day one and we have a score sheet for day two so You just fill your name out, your faction, uh, your allegiance, um, and then basically there's a a place for your scoring for your first, second, and third game, and then as well as the section for your painting competition. We're asking all the players to submit this at the end of day one, and the main reason for this is that it really helps us at the end of day two to do the like uh, I it gives me an opportunity to do a lot of the scoring on day 1. So I've got the majority of it done. I've already got the painting. I know who's won that and it just speeds up closing out the event on day 2. So then we have the same thing for day 2 with the rest of your games, games 4 and 5, and then a section for your best sportsman, your citizen soldier, um awards and then as well a little thing on the bottom which is you know how did you like the event would you come to another event would you like a one day or two day event you know just some questions like that that you can quickly uh just circle and then a little spot for if you wanted to add some notes and you know it's not a huge space so if you ever wanted to give us more feedback happy to take an email, email us or something and uh, and you know we're always looking for for feedback whether positive or negative
1: because you know or in hs case he's also always looking for dick pics if you're uh if you want to uh email them yeah you also have access to that that email so uh
0: you'd have to see those as well but uh yeah sure send them on (laughs) and it can't be worse than that tattoo that i showed you this morning
1: there you go
0: there you go so um Other than that, what's there to say? We're going to have a bartender on Uh, Saturday?
1: So do we know, I was going to ask you, do we know if they accept all forms of payment? Are they just cash or are they like Luddites?
0: I, I believe they will have debit and cash. But I can double-check that. We can make a little post.
1: If if that's not the case, we'll make a post about it. If it is the case, just show up and uh, get ready to get uh, uncomfortably drunk around a bunch of nerds.
0: Now, if you are planning on drinking, please, you know, no drinking and driving. Make sure that you have transportation, you're getting a cab or something like that. We, You know, we, we will have a bartender there. We're there to have fun. But we're also there to be respectful, and we'd like to be invited back to this place. So, uh, yeah, we're we're uh, you so know
1: figure out your designated drivers and or your uh, that for 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 some of the guys coming from out of town. This really shouldn't be too. Uh, it will not be an unreasonable cab. Ride from most no. hotels, so yeah. I would recommend getting a cab there and then getting a cab to canoe after yeah. or whatever.
0: A cab from the venue to canoe will be like seven. Are we able
1: max. to? We're, I think we're going to be able to leave our armies there too. So if you're not, we'll be added, able to
0: lock everything up. People will be able to leave their stuff there if they feel comfortable in doing that. Um, we all we are also going to have the Royal Flush um, flea market. So anything that you might want to sell and or do for trades, I'm going to have an area. That's behind the podcasting uh, station, so I'll be watching everything. It's going to be set up so that no one can get in or out of the flea market um, without me seeing it. So uh, you could, you know don't have to worry about anyone nicking anything while you're playing games. Um, so we'll, we'll also
1: have, have live recordings. We
0: will have live recordings. We're going to bring the podcasting equipment. I'm going to be doing some recording throughout the day. We're going to have you know if you want to come on the podcast and are coming to the event. We're gonna do some in-between game recordings and things like that, and um, yeah, what else? I, there's parking at the Legion. Um,
1: yeah, it was a pretty big parking lot. Pretty so big I parking can't lot. Really imagine that being any kind of issue. We
0: will. Uh, we will be upstairs. The upstairs portion of the Legion. So if you are coming in the parking lot way, you will you enter in the kind of the basement and you'll come upstairs. Um, I think that's. I think that's about it.
1: Is that about it? Well, Fully yeah. painted is for closers. Come bring in your party pants and have a good time. Yeah. Um, this I I think I think we run a, run events right and I think you guys are about to figure that out for yourselves if you don't already know. So
0: Yeah, I'm pretty I'm really excited about, you know, the progress we've made in train. I'm really excited about the prize support and all the amazing sponsors. Sponsors, that's what I need to that's what I'm forgetting. So for probably the last time before the event
1: Theoretically, all these sponsors have sponsored us, and all these things have showed up in the mail by the time of the. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, theoretically. <laughs> so we have uh, we have the taking of uh, Furyx and invested pa- invested painting. Powerful David Cohen is helping us out. We have Secret Weapon Miniatures helping us out. We have the Bot GT, Oh, us helping us out. Oh shit. Oh wow, isn't that weird? We have Everything Games here locally. Um, we have war games tournament helping us out we have rain city hobbies another shout out to a local company we have cromleck we have dragonforge miniatures we have the 30k channel and we have tagged events so i you know that we have that we were able to get all this and that people are you know interested in helping us out and really pushing the community forward like i'm I hope that we can live up to what we've been able to put together for this event in future events. I'm sure we will. Yes. Sure we, yes I think we shall. I think it will <laughs> only get easier from yeah. here on out. So by the time the flush is over, we should have our dates for our next event. So it will be our next two-day event. It will probably be in uh, late spring, early summer of 2019, so May, June kind of area. Uh, is, we may
1: we may have uh, an interim interim uh, yeah. Titanicus event coming up, and, and I think or Titanicus or like is... a one day small
0: event. Yeah. But in terms of our two like two day big yeah. events, that's yeah. probably where we're looking at for the next one. And um, yeah, I, I'm I'm super excited. We've we've just spent the last you know this afternoon painting, painting. stuff. John been on the airbrush doing the the tiles. I'm painting up some sector. McTen- Mechanicus stuff, you know. We're in full bore, just doing organization. Yep. I, uh I part of me wants more days until yep. <laughs> it happens, yep. and I another part got, of me is wanting it to right away. Yeah, you've got a, you've got a few things, Ben. I'd be worried if I was you, but I know I'm much slower you're than slow, you yeah. are. So, <laughs> I've figured out my list, though. I actually, I need to show you that once we're done recording here. So, mm. I actually, if I do need to step in and be the ringer
1: which like, let's be honest on day two there's a it's, there's, there's a, a high a chance. 50 50 chance yeah some well of these goons sadly darren's
0: not coming but that makes me or not darren sorry shane okay. shane's not coming so we know at least shane, shane wouldn't be coming day two anyway most likely yeah. with his track records so. true yeah so we'll see we'll see uh how many people can survive the the social experience, experience
1: as we call it
0: i'm looking forward to the botchiti social too a, mm. we need to come up with a name for that one i've already i've already figured out a name for the second event potentially which nice. i need to run by you as well is so. it
1: Bodge gt uh live Girl advice hotline no that's that, that's the one that gilbert's gonna start <laughs> running
0: <laughs> from teo's information at least so yeah i think uh i think that's it so you know if there's two more tickets if you I, I think there's two more tickets when we're recording this, so uh, yeah, by the time it gets more. out, you know it it might be gone. But if you're interested, c- shoot us a message. Come and join us in beautiful Victoria. It's gonna be a great weekend. I can't wait. John, do you have anything else to add?
1: Uh, just that I'm super excited and I can't wait to play some thirty K with some cool dudes. All right. Well,
0: until then, hugs and kisses. Let's land this. Page.